I don't have a dad joke this week. Just that a little bit. There we go. That's all good. It's fun because I actually have like a little bit of a book report that I did this week. <laughs> so we can just dive right into that. <laughs> okay. All right. all right. Great. So you want to, why don't you introduce this? Okay. All right. Whiskey. So uh, yeah. Why don't you introduce that? My book report is on this whiskey. So nice. Okay. So you may actually end up covering some of the stuff. I'm All right. So yeah. two weeks ago was my birthday. Shout out to my man, Super. Um, he came by my house and he was like, look, I want you to try something and we're going to crack some of it. And then I want you to take the rest of it on the show. So we, we cracked some of the IW Harper Kentucky straight bourbon whiskey. And this, I don't have this memorized, but apparently was no longer sold in the States. Yeah. So this particular one, right. This is from Japan. Right. Yes this bottle here and i had the idea that well since it is newly back in the states why don't we get the 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 one that's made in the u.s yeah and we kind of have like a taste off yeah right yep that's what i said yep i got covid fog so i just wanted to make sure i had that right um so that's what we're gonna do so we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna taste the one from Japan, right, Josh? It was from Japan. Yes, yes. Because you That's did correct. Translate. It was Japanese. Japanese, and then we'll taste the one. I don't know where this is brewed. Oh, I'm gonna tell you all about it. Okay, it's in your book report. Oh, it's in the book report. Okay, so why right, don't you, do you start pouring some of this out? Which one do you want to try first? Um, let's start. Does everybody have? We need water we to all clear have our palate. glasses. Because I really want to taste. See if I taste it. I'll different. get some water. Or yeah, we'll grab some water. Let's do. Japanese. Uh, Let's do the Japanese. Let's just kill the Japanese because let's just get rid of it. Okay, great. All right. So while you're pouring a touch of that, I'm just going to run into this real quick. It's going to be a quick book report. And then I went on that whole thing last week about pour your own poison. I know. I'm I'm sorry. You're going to do this for me. It's great. Okay. So Ida B. Harper. All right. Isaac Wolf Bernheim. Esquire. Oh, yeah, boy. All right, born November 4th, 1848. This is the guy responsible for this particular beverage, okay? So he was born in Germany, and he migrated into the U.S. in 1867. And this fun fact is that he came with $4 in his pocket, or so the rumor says. Was it four American dollars or uh, four? I don't know. It just says $4. USD. I'm going to go with Rush marks. <laughs> I was going to say rubles. <laughs> What's the currency in Germany? What is it? At the time, it was marks. Okay, marks? So marks? Okay. I'm I don't wrong, know. Four marks? Anyway, per the Wikipedia page, it said $4. So we're just going to go with that. Okay. And his it's, life- He converted it. He'd his be a millionaire life, pretty today. standard and you know nothing too crazy. I pulled the best piece of his life out of my readings. So he was a traveling salesman to begin. Damn. You all right? That's your shit? Damn. We'll find out. It looks good. All right. So, so everyone's getting worked up. How's the computer? Are we good? Okay, great. Do you need to take a break? Do we have to get you another one? <laughs> I mean, it's a 2015. It's as fine as it's going to yeah, get. Yeah, we'll, all right. We'll get, we'll so, get you another one. Don't worry. he was a traveling salesman, also known as a peddler. This is a long time ago, guys. Remember, we're in like 1848. We're was he on the roof? Right. Okay, so anyway. <laughs> there we he go. Was, there he was we go. A salesman in Pennsylvania, right? Okay. And this is the best part. Very successful, it says. 
Uh, however, he had to stop his peddling, this is a quote, <laughs> and give it all up when his horse died. That was the end of his career as a salesman. The horse died, and he's out of the game. So he moves on from being a salesman. Him and his brother decide to get into the liquor game, and we're, 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 well, we're I, really moving through time here pretty quick. So. Because the horse was probably his main it's the only way he's getting around, but you think you just get another horse rather than change right. I'm going to build careers. a distillery. Yeah, you so, just get another horse. Like we're they work. They work. They start off at the bottom in the liquor industry. They're in the not liquor just. Game. They didn't just like start a distillery. Okay, they're bootleggers. So, yeah, not not like that. I don't think so. No, this is like they're like working like this is this is entry level stuff. Um, but they do eventually, after several years, create a distillery, the Bernheim Distillery, which there is a Bernheim whiskey, which we will talk about at a certain point. That distillery then eventually creates I.W. Harper. Harper is just a flourish, a, just for branding. It it's nobody's name? Nobody's name. There's no significance to it. It, would, it should normally be I.W. Bernheim, because it would be Isaac Wolf Bernheim. His name. But they bailed on Bernheim. The distillery was already named that. So... They just went with Harper. They thought it sounded cool. Um, <laughs> yeah. So these guys are weird. They're making I.W. Harper. Uh, it actually winds up. They wind up. Bernheim Distillery is one of the ten distilleries that remained operational during Prohibition because they were oh. uh, licensed by the government to do so. Uh, Bernheim is sold off in 1937. Okay. Right. And it basically goes away for a very long time. It just kind of into the wind. Um, in 1992, is reopened by the United Distillers, which is actually owned by Guinness. So essentially, Guinness takes the name, yeah. they reopen the distillery. None of the original people are involved, mind you. They just reopen the distillery. Uh, and they happen to own the I.W. Harper brand. That's what that's like in their catalog. Right. So they decide that they're going to basically bring that back. Okay. All right. All right. Which brings us to this Japanese whiskey so let's take a taste and then we'll talk a little bit about that all right <clears throat> so yeah when they bring this back That's my cup of tea when they bring this back the u.s market feels as if it is a cheapened version of the original iw harper and guinness agrees it is intentionally uh, uh cheapened Per again, per the article. Wow. Yes. So it falls out of favor in the U.S. People are not buying it as much. Guinness decides to, or United Distillers, they decide that they're going to focus their market, focus their efforts on basically international markets. All right. So this is where Japan comes in. So specifically Asia and Europe, but they have the most success in Japan. For some reason, those in Japan feel that it is actually a top shelf whiskey. So they really get into it. This is also the same time that they decide to pull it off of the shelves in the United States because nobody's buying it, but it's doing really well in Asia and Europe, again, specifically in So Japan. this is top shelf. So this right here is the top, is, is at the time, and I don't know, again, if it's still currently considered that, but uh, at the height of it, it was considered top shelf in Japan. I would guess that that has since changed. I mean, there's a lot of, a lot of really good whiskey out now, um, especially over there. So. Okay. Yep, yep, yep. A lot of Asian, uh, native Asian whiskeys too, uh, I assume, are probably pretty popular over there. Like their own shit. Correct. <clears throat> so, Heaven Hill Distilleries 
purchases Bernheim in 1999 and converts it into their main distilling mm-hmm. plant, uh, if you will. And the Bernheim distillery is again once no more. It basically goes away. So Heaven Hill Distillery, which is currently operating, was the old new uh, Bernheim Distillery. All right. Uh, in 2015, United Distillers, which is actually now called uh, Diageo, Diageo, every fucking thing. Yep. Yeah. They decide that they are going to reintroduce I.W. Harper, which is bum, the bum, new bum. version there, which you, is sitting before you. Um, so they reintroduced that into the United States. All right. Now, I.W. Harper is a couple of interesting things here. Uh, not, I'm sorry, it's not incredibly relevant, but um, it's actually not listed as a brand on the Diageo website, <gasps> interestingly enough. They bootlegging the own And shit. the I.W. Harper website apparently has not been updated since 2015. Now, I've been to the website. It looks pretty old. Does not look great. It's got flash. I don't know. It's, <laughs> it's not the best looking. It does have a copyright on the bottom of 2019, oh so maybe it's been updated more recently. Legally, they got to like throw It's that down, been yeah. a while. So that's how we get from the Japanese I.W. Harper to the current one, which we have a bottle of, and we're going to get into that. Uh, a fun little piece to this, I said we'd circle back. Uh, Heaven Hill uh, actually makes a Bernheim original whiskey. It's just the name. It has no affiliation to... The founders outside of the name. They just use the. There's a lot of just name using. Yes, correct. There's a lot of branding that goes into this stuff. It did, from what I could tell, I was on the Heaven Hill Distillery website. Um, (coughs) From what I could tell, there really wasn't, Mm -hmm. they did not make any claims that it had any kind of direct tie or recipe or anything like that to the original Bernheim brothers. Um, Heaven Hill also makes Larceny, if you've ever had Larceny bourbon or ever seen that. Have we had that? So, I think you would let me. Ha- did you had that before? I've had it before. I've had the burn. I've had it with you. Too. I've associated with. Yeah. You've listen. If y'all are listening, Taylor has, like, I like sneakers. Taylor has probably just as many active bottles of alcohol in his home as I have sneakers. It's possible. I don't know if to count. Anyway, that's the end of my book report on very I. good w. Harper. I was very intrigued last week, or two weeks ago, rather, when this whole thing popped up, and I just felt like I needed to do a little bit of a deeper dive. You know what it was? Is when we did the little tasting in the kitchen post show. He was like, I saw the twinkle in your eye. He was like, oh. So we all enjoy I.W. Harper, I think, the Japanese bottle. I'm very much enjoying this. Now, this was still made in the U.S., but... It was still made in the U.S.? Correct. And then shipped over to Japan. Correct. Yeah. So that's by law? Mm-hmm. Yes. By I'm skeptical on that one. <laughs> so, yes, Uh-oh. this is Uh-oh. a strange piece, but bourbon in and of itself, like bourbon is something that is American and kind of required to be made here to be called bourbon. You can call, you can make it other places and call it bourbon if you want to. It's all branding, really, for the most part. It does, there are some ingredients. There's a lot of lying going on here. But you could technically get those ingredients shipped somewhere else and, and then make it, it there. And the ingredients would be the same, but... This is where you the, make it. It's technically Yeah, it's kind of like champagne, right? It's similar because, in that sense. Yes, I'm familiar with that. Yeah. Technically, champagne has to be made in France. Correct. Correct. Yeah. If, if in the European Union. In the U.S., you can call anything champagne that has bubbles. It would be wrong, technically. Yes. Yeah, I can call my but legally in the champagne. U.S., you can call I mean, <laughs> If it's got bubbles, baby. 
Yeah. There's a quart bottle of their bottle and bond going for three thousand dollars. Wow. Yeah. Sounds about right. Damn. Oh yes. What a history lesson. Yes. We we're heavy on the bur- the the bourbon this week. Less on the bad guys. <clears throat> hey man, just trying to trying to you know be a rounded podcast. That's all. Yeah. So that's what I've got for my book report on I.W. Harper. Yo, let's give Taylor a round of applause for uh, the, the fucking thank you. Fucking I.W. Harper all research. Right, there it is. So we're into the Japanese one right now. Um, we'll move on to the other one shortly. Now I'm I'm conflicted. Like, it's nice. Is it, I is it Japanese? It. Okay. Yeah, it's not technically Japanese in the sense that it was made there, but the bottle is. Watch me taste it. it the bottle, like shit, bottle is from <laughs> Japan. I mean, it's got obviously. Yeah, it's got yeah. Japanese writing. So. That's special. All right, let's dive right in to Obi-Wan Kenobi. Because uh, I'm officially caught up on that, aside from the episode that came out today. I have not watched that. It's have you Darth watched Vader. that? What, what? The Kenobi episode from today. I did watch it today. You did watch it. I watched it today. Look at you. I did not. So I'm not that far. Um, what, three episodes uh, in? Is this the fourth episode? No, fifth episode. Nice reveal. We don't got to talk about it, though. Okay. We can talk about where we... Is this the fifth we... episode? This is, yes, the yes. fifth episode. All right, very good. Um, thoughts so far on the show? I think you had seen some of it last time. We I, s- I saw a lot and you had saw little. I so haven't seen any of it. Let's talk about what you saw and your impressions. So I've seen four episodes now. Four. Oh, okay. So you're up to date. No, I did not see today. Which, well. Is today the fifth episode? Today is the fifth, the fifth episode. episode. The fifth so you're Correct. up to date today. Up to date as of today, not having seen today's episode. That's fine. That's yeah. a really long way of saying that. <laughs> um, so... At the risk of offending, um, I would it. say that the Obi-Wan series uh, disappoints. I think it's <coughs> not very good. Wow. Um, which is let me let say. me Let me ask you a question. Yeah. To that question. Let's go. And I don't think I've ever asked you this. Mm-hmm. Are you a Star Wars fan? Mm, that's a good question. Um context is important in this conversation yeah yeah so i am because that would change like your, i am a average like middle of the road star wars fan i enjoyed the films okay i saw the prequel series in theaters because that was like my age group mm-hmm. my like range mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um and i thought like the jj abrams era if you will had moments of entertainment but I wasn't in love with it. I've never Same. been like I've never been like struck by Star Wars. It always felt a little kind of corny or over the top or kind of like got it dramatized. Like it just felt like overly like dramatized or something. Uh, so it was not like my core like film base when I was a gotcha. kid. I know some people that like grew up on it, and it's like it's like the religion. I was. More Jurassic Park, Jaws, Indiana Jones. That was kind of my thread so as a kid. I appreciate those, yeah. and I love them. I'm total opposite. Yeah. So you're a big Star Wars guy. Empire Strikes Back was the first movie I owned. Okay. All right. Like, well, this is yeah. this is a good conversation. Though. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Which is, I just wanted context to you, sure. to your... Um, yeah, like I don't own Star Wars things outside of like Baby Yoda stuff. Okay. Yeah. Does that help? That helps. Okay, cool. That helps the listeners too. So, so yeah. what I'll say about the Obi-Wan series, I've got a couple of hot takes uh, as it relates to Obi-Wan. Shoot. One, I feel like the story is not that great. It's a little slow. It's a little boring. 
Mm-hmm. Like, I just haven't been captivated by it yet. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's one. Mm-hmm. And that's more of a script writing issue. Mm-hmm. Two, I feel like the acting is subpar. I feel like there are several characters that just do a mediocre job. Mm-hmm. I could maybe attribute that to the fact that Star Wars, and again, this might be heresy, but I think Star Wars by and large has had mediocre acting. Yes. Yes. It's yeah. kind of a part of that. the sauce, yeah. right? It's yeah. kind of like... We're not here to win Emmys. It feels kind of yeah, fun yeah, yeah, at times, yeah. yes. So I feel like the Obi-Wan series is much more in keeping... I said Emmys, Golden oh, Globes. Yes, there you go. I feel like it's much more in keeping with the Star Wars films as opposed to mm-hmm. the TV series thus far. Um, so yes, acting, story, <clears throat> those don't hit for me. And then the biggest piece, my biggest issue with it is how lame Obi-Wan Kenobi is. Because I fully expected... That's a tough one. I fully expected, like, we're coming into this thing. Obi-Wan is a legend. He Mm -hmm. defeated Darth Vader prior to him being Darth Vader, whatever he was at the time. Mm -hmm. Like, destroyed him, right? Ruined Mm -hmm. him, almost left him for dead, if you will. I mean, he was the man. He went out... He had his... He went out on top. Yeah. Jordan versus the Jazz. And then... I feel like the show is Michael Jordan on the Wizards. Like, this is really rough. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I I don't know. I feel like I always thought of Jedis as like when they were Jedis and they were cooking and they had the force, it was just like, you know, it was like they were good mm-hmm. to go. Was a good and all of a sudden it's like he doesn't know how to do anything anymore. He can't fight. He can't. He's <laughs> He's old. He's old. He doesn't even know what the force is anymore. He can't move anything. He's been cut off from the force for 10 years. But, okay, sure. Then why is he still there guarding Luke? He's useless. If that's just his... That's just his fulfillment and purpose. I understand that. But he realizes that he's doing Luke a disservice by being as crippled as he is. Because if... The shit because goes down and they find happens, him, they, he can't. Yeah, if yeah. I wanted to take Luke, I could. <laughs> you could definitely. Obi-Wan, his lightsabers are buried in the sand, in the desert, and he can't use the force anymore. So just based on the fact that he's old and weak, and I'm like, I have some youth and vitality to me, I can probably outrun him, and he's not going to be able to stop me. He can't fight. First of all, he works at a fucking slaughterhouse. He's not even watching Luke. No, exactly. So he's <laughs> not even dedicated watching. his life to just sitting idly on the side. And he's like, I cannot leave. I cannot go. I have to protect Luke. It's my destiny. And I'm like, dude, you're not protecting anything. It's you and this camel in the desert. And that's all you've got. Bro. Well, I think I think that's I think your take is important because and I I don't want to be the guy. It's totally wrong, but it's very important. I don't want to, it probably is. And I don't, I don't want to be like the Star Wars, the, the, the Star Wars devil advocate because your, your, your opinion is totally correct. And as a, as a, as someone who's just watching it, I'm like, yeah, like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, you're not even, you're like, you get home from work and you like watch Luke for like 15 minutes and then you like sleep on a rock. Yeah. Like you're not like actively like. You should like pretend to be some old man and like train this kid like once in a while. Like you're not doing anything. I'm fine with all of the old man stuff. It's just that when shit hits the fan, he's fucked you've up. You've got to 
pull the saber out, man. Nah. And be ready to rock. Like you can't just, oh man, I don't, I gotta go find my stuff. <laughs> like he's already kidnapped. He's kidnapped by now. Well, one Your of job the, is done. One of the it's takes over. is Jedi have always been shit. Like anyone who like follows Star Wars, they they created their fall. Like they got here and the reason they fell is their own fault and they're always fumbling over their feet. It's always their best way I can compare them to is like fucking what's the guy from Waco who like had like the I don't remember his name, but I know You know what I mean? About. Like it we got to do this for a higher purpose and it's like bro like you, it's not that deep like just if you killed that guy because he's doing bad things it's all you know it's the batman analogy if you just killed him because he's doing bad things he wouldn't come back to do this again you know what i'm saying and then that's there and he says a quote in the show um as a jedi our job is to defend not take life and okay yeah but like how how you can only defend but so much you know what i'm saying like after after at a certain point, it's like they're gonna wear you down and fucking kill you, bro. Like, if you don't end this, how many times do you think that you can just redo this process of defense? You're now and now, like you're old. You're you're you know ten years removed. You've cut yourself off from the force. You got this PTSD. You didn't buried your weapons, but this is your sole purpose. There's a conflicting. There's conflicting emotions, actions, and purpose. Like there's yeah. no, so on, on one hand, I, I yes, I absolutely agree with you. And then on, a, on a, from from a a Star Wars advocate standpoint, I'm also like, well, Jedi have always been shit. Like, yeah, so, but aren't we a little tired of that? Also, shouldn't Kenobi though? Like, if anybody's gonna have a little bit of like jazz to him, it should be him. Shouldn't it be him? Yeah. Because this time, like where we're at in the timeline. He's been getting washed the whole fucking series. Thank you. But where we're at in the timeline of Star Wars. It should have been called Vader. Start to finish, right? That's what the show should have been called, Vader. Like there are still Jedi and there are, there should still be some powerful ones at that. It's not like we're decades off of when like the last Jedi was known. Like there's Jedi hunters and there's multiple Jedi on the show. If you're in touch with what's canon, there are other Jedi's in the galaxy sure. who are like, "Oh shit, hit the fan! I'm out of here." Yeah, right. Um, there's the you know, there's the game. If you've played it, Jedi Fallen Order, which kind of, which one one thing I do love about the Star Wars canon is that everything that comes out under this umbrella is canon to the entire story. So if you play Fallen Order, it kind of goes into like the Grand Inquisitors and and the the Order sixty six and kind of what happened. To the Jedi's, and there's tons of Jedi's out there. They just, they just like, they've taken the Obi Wan approach, or they're like, look, like you know, it was fun, but like I'm, I'm, I'm good. I don't need the, I don't need the smoke, and I know I can't win on my own. So fuck yeah. that. I don't. I'm with you 100. percent However, <laughs> Obi Wan has been tasked with a job that he's supposed to do as a Jedi, right? Absolutely. Correct me if I'm wrong. Absolutely. He's been tasked with protecting, protecting, 
the most important Jedi of all time. Are you ready? Right? Yes. Am I wrong? Like no, this is, no. This is well, not a small task. Luke Skywalker is a relevant character. He's been his job is as a Jedi. Like, hey, you've got to be able to defend this kid I, I when the time comes. Always. So he personally always thought Obi Wan was a joke. He's I mean, asleep that's just at the me, wheel. Whatever, man. He's just you. He's all. All we know about Obi Wan is that he makes mistakes. You had one high moment. You stopped Anakin from, you beat Anakin in a duel, which you should have done. Because well, he you, also battled you, it out with Darth Maul. Oh, yeah, he did. And well, that was not pretty, No, Qui, Qui- John battled it out with Darth Maul. True. But and he then was, he came in after was, Darth Maul was, was tired. He was in there, though. I'm just saying. He's had his experience. It's not like he doesn't know how to use a lightsaber. Yeah, he's... He had the chops, is my point. Yeah, I mean... I. I, and he's acting like people he kind of people like Obi Wan because he's their first introduction into the old wise Jedi, right? Yeah. We love everyone loves the master, you know. What's his name from? Um, what's the wizard from Lord of the Rings? Ian McKellen, Gandalf. Gandalf. We you know we love the old master, the guy. The you know what I'm saying? We love Gandalf. We love Obi Wan. We love, uh, you know, the mentor, right? And he's our first introduction into what a Jedi is supposed to be. But for someone who has, like, read a lot of, what, like, what's canon and, and like, books and play the games, like, Obi-Wan ain't it, man. All right. So, to that point, <laughs> like, 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 I've not be read any of that. I'm keeping it real today. So, Obi-Wan's a loser, and he's watching Luke, and that's the show yeah, we're watching. So that's why I'm not crazy about it. He's I'm, babysitting kids. Yeah, this is, and he's not doing the job right. Correct. This is watching a defunct Jedi babysit important children. And that's lose. the show, and lose constantly. Now, on the other hand, that's the show. I will say this: he's a terrible babysitter. This show has done an amazing job at redeeming Vader. Okay, so let's get to the things that I do like. Okay. Before uh, the episode's uh, over. Okay. All right. So Before, I think because we spent this whole yeah. shit on. Uh, uh, I do think the the moments with Vader have been successful. I feel like those mm-hmm. are very good. I like that's the most entertaining part of the show. I mm-hmm. would actually say that like this, like that. Is it the Sith? Like the Sith component? Is yeah. That what you would call it? Yeah. Okay, great. So all those characters, that whole thing, they have rad like gear and lightsabers the and cool stuff. Yeah. The locate their locations and like headquarters and all that. That's the funnest part of the show for me. Yeah, I'm I'm done. Being, Every time the Sith come on, I'm like, yes, yes. That's Vader, it's the best part. It's the best part. The uh, that's also where the acting is the best part too. Oh, like, Moses all Ingram is killing is it. We talked about her last week. She's fucking killing it. Yeah. Um, you know, like her uh, her arc kind of comes full circle in the latest episode. Um, I'll check that out. Which is which is great. Like. I'd say like two or three awesome reveals, which we we'll talk about next week after you see it. So, yeah, man, like, yeah, it's called Obi Wan. This shit should have been called like Sith, man, because they're they're the ones showing up. Yeah, they're the ones acting. They're the ones putting people in dirt. Yeah, yeah. I'm, all I'll, I'm gonna finish it out, but I stand by my statement. I'm not. I'm really not in love with it. I feel like Mandalorian and Boba Fett are way better. Okay. Right. I don't. The John Favreau stuff 
just connects with me in a much like more, more much more meaningful okay. way. Um, I will say that the Obi Wan series is is more cinematic and feels more in line with like Star. It's more Wars. akin to the to the yeah, Star Wars legacy. All yeah, great. All right, so that's enough on Obi Wan. Um, did you? What do you want to do? What's up? Kill your glass. Okay. Yes. Very good. Okay. We're so we're moving on from the Japanese iteration. Everybody, we're all we're ready for our second round. We're getting there. Dude. I love Josh's, Josh's fist pump. <laughs> yes. Josh hasn't even tasted the whiskey yet. I'm almost finished here, bud. We're gonna. It's watch, a little warm because we're gonna watch the, him drink an entire glass. It was in the trunk of my car. <laughs> One shot. Um. If this shit tastes anything like the stuff we had last week. I'm going to cry. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, I was so disappointed. And I mean, listen, people work hard. That, that whiskey has given people jobs. Listen, I understand. It's just not for me. It's just not for me. Sorry. We'll see how this, Some people uh, love it. How this shakes out. No, be, let's, let's take it back because we did, we did use it in a mixed cocktail after the show. And, and it, like I said, it's probably better in a drink rather than, in, you know, a straight. But it cut the sweetness in the drink. That's all it did. Uh, mm. it did. Yeah, I'm going to agree with that. Okay. <clears throat> all right. We'll take a few minutes in with this, and we're just going to, we're not going to talk about it just yet. We're just going to sip on it and enjoy it. Let's, uh, let's close out. You finished Obi-Wan. Stranger Things? No, we did Obi-Wan. Yeah, we no, yeah, yeah, I finished Stranger that Things. to death. Um, Stranger Things, you finished. Yes. I finished. Loved it. We finished. Yeah. Everybody? Yeah. You All right. <clears throat> oh, interesting. Hot take. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Hot take from this corner of the room. Um, <laughs> okay. Thoughts? Good? Yes? No? And we're done. <laughs> we don't want to go too deep. That's in why it. you didn't get a mic yet. There's a, lot of things, there's a lot of things to cover still, so we're not going to spend forever on Stranger Things. We've talked a lot about it, but um, do you, like... Yo, out of the out of all of the series, one, two, three, I four. W- I know it's not technically finished yet, but where would you place it? Where would you rank it? I would. Where, where would I rank this season? Yes. Yeah, let's go. Uh, it doesn't. I don't think it has the same gut punch as season one. Okay. Because there were a lot of a lot of things. Season one came into it with children, and you you, you don't expect for the type of trauma that happened yeah. to these children in season one when you're watching a show with children. Like, sure. you're just like, oh, cool, they're going to be like detectives and like, and then like, oh, shit, that's the body in the river. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know, so they did carry the theme of, of like death and uh, um, supernatural elements well into this fourth season, which is great. Um, did I love this season? No. So I will, I'll say it was better than season three. Okay. Yeah. So we're getting back to the root of the question. Yeah. yeah. It was, it was better than season three. Um, I'm, season two was the Demodogs. All right. Okay. The Demodogs season three was Billy. Yes, was, correct. Okay. Okay. 
Um, I'll say it was season one is 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 top is number one for me. Yeah, and then the rest of them, I'd kind of just kind of put them all kind of, and then you can kind of take what you want from them, like the sure. the, the good parts. Um, but season four, I will still say is the lesser. Oh, interesting. Okay, yeah, right. because I'm, I disagree. I I feel like we really got wrapped up into the teenage element, which did really create a foundation for the story. But I didn't. I don't think I needed that for. We got six episodes. I didn't need bullying and teenage crying. I just was kind of like, where? Let's get into the the. Let's go to the upside down. Let's get the power. Like let's let's go. Like let's go. And I feel like they really pumped the brakes on that and wanted to really introduce us to where we are. Mm. And that was two hours of where we are. Yeah. Well. And I just was like it's a lot of characters. We a gotta, lot of we gotta yeah. cover a lot of ground. Yeah. I'm. I'm not. I don't. I'm not gonna say I'm not a guy for context or. Um, yeah. I, you know the, the context of what's of how we're gonna set up the situation um i do appreciate the introduction of eddie munson yep i think that that was a you know stranger things does a really good job of flushing out new characters yes so this is a really interesting point i think that it's probably out of all of the shows that i've watched probably the best with adding characters in a meaningful way and not like sacrificing the greater story because of it. With exception to the one episode where they have the other kid that has powers, right? That one like weird deviation they did in season two. Yes. Yeah. That one episode that kind of everybody hated that nobody was really into. The other was, kids that escaped yes. whatever facility they were yeah, in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was one episode Seven. where they, they Seven, brought right? some characters in, but they. They never came back, which thankfully... That's what I didn't like. I felt yes. like that was a filler. Yeah. Everything else, though, I feel like they've done a really, really great job of introducing new characters and having them be impactful. Yeah. Like, I've enjoyed every addition that they've made thus far. Okay. I have a I have a question for you. Yeah. Because I had to watch... Was it the last episode where we are living in Elle's memory? Wow. Um... Yes. Yeah. Well, so that I think <coughs> takes place for a few episodes where we're kind of deep diving. Yeah, into her it, past. it it yes. comes it comes full circle in yes. into this last episode. That that was I don't know if it was due to my lack of attention, but it was kind of confusing for me because we're in it, but then I I think the 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 anchor was Papa saying we need to in episode five, we need to put you in this thing and then we just kind of leave that. Mm. And then in episode six, we're living we're living in the memory, but we only get glimpses. So I wish there was some more transparency of what was happening versus us as the watcher really just trying to put the pieces together to figure it out. Sure. That could be just me being lazy, but... Yeah, I mean, there's still two episodes remaining, but I think, obviously, 
her character trying to regain her powers probably all stems from her going back through in, that experience. In through that, yeah. Yes. yeah. So Which I thought was amazing writing. Yeah. Awesome full circle moment. Yep. My complaint was there was no flushing of Vecna, which was completely flushed out in episode six. So that's just my impatience. Um, so again, man, they knocked it out the park. Like, you know, I, again, I don't, you know, I don't think season four was as emotionally tolling as season one. Uh, just, you know, because of maybe the will aspect and Mm -hmm. the, the, um, brashness of the deaths yeah like not you i just was not expecting so many people to die sure right and now we're just like oh people die like whatever yeah. um i feel like that element is kind of like wore off not wore off but it's like yeah some somebody if somebody gets cooked like all right um yeah, but, but would you not do you not feel as if in season four that the deaths are like things have not escalated it feels much more visceral and much more violent than prior seasons. No, I do feel like it's very visceral. I do feel like it's way more graphic. I said last episode, they really leaned into the horror element. Um, I just don't know if the deaths are meaningful in this ep- in this season. Sure. So, obviously, like, two episodes to go. Yeah, yeah, So there's still got, more to be Which is going to be like a two-part movie. More or less, yeah, yeah, they're very long episodes. So I'll, I'm gonna back up and rewind a little bit. So oh, I am it. season one is my favorite. Yeah, I'm one four three two. One. That's my four. Route. Yeah. So. Okay. I but I'm also I've said this before I'm a little biased because I'm a huge Stranger Things fan. So I'm with you though. Getting I'm, yeah. longer episodes with more context, like the more time I can spend in that like world, in this world, yeah, is really enjoyable for me. Like I love all those aspects. Like I love learning about the new characters and like the new settings and like deep diving into all those little areas. Like that's fun for me. Yeah. So. I don't like it doesn't feel like wasted time. Like I enjoy it. And I have seen okay. other reviewers it, like feel as if I it can be shortened up considerably and that's, because that's, that's how I feel. Yeah, we yeah. can get to the you know get to like the you know the I'm ready like faster. I'm ready for like shit sure. That, yeah. Sure. So I'm just on the other side of that where like you could give me 2 hour episodes and I would love it. Like I just enjoy being with these characters and I enjoy this place and this time. I also obviously. don't I don't mean to cut you off, but I don't. Oh, I don't like seeing children go through trauma. Yes, but one could argue that the the premise of the show really is, stems from that. Like the, the like, I just feel like this whole season, and there always has to be like, it, it has to be beat over the head with with one character who is just unrelentingly suffering, mm-hmm. and. I just, I, I just feel so bad for L, and I guess that's what a show is supposed to do. Yeah, I think it's spread out a little bit though in this season because you also have Hopper who's suffering in his. Yeah, own I think way. that. I mean, yeah. everybody is kind of struggling in their own right, so I feel like it's been kind of spread out as opposed to being like centralized around one person 
or one relationship. Right. Which is nice. But again, the longer episodes, I think, allow for that dynamic. Is the Will storyline necessary? Yes. So, um, I don't know if you read any of, like, the theories or get into any of, like, the deeper, like, Not for Stranger Things, no. But, yeah, so... I think Will's character is going to become super relevant. So there's one theory that I really like. I'll detail it here. Mm-hmm. Um, so one theory is that in season one, okay, the creature that comes, that we are introduced to the Demogorgon, right? And to our knowledge, that's what we're up against. All right. So Which is just a... There is a theory that what Will encounters is not the Demogorgon and it is Vecna because everybody else that encounters the Demogorgon in season one dies or is fighting for their lives. Whereas Will is simply taken, which is a big differentiator. He is taken. Will is taken to the upside down and is not eaten. Like the Demogorgon, as we know him now, even seeing him in season four and throughout the series, it's not taking people. It's killing them straight up. It's killing them straight up if it gets the opportunity. So Will is found in a very, very meaningful location. Will gets taken in a, in, a, in a very meaningful location, right? He gets taken in front of the pipe that L is escaping through in season four, Ooh. which we now know that Vecna is one, and he is the one who knows that the pipe is how you get out of the laboratory. So if Vecna was coming back looking for L or waiting for L or trying to find L, he that just, would be he where he would go. Was maybe that was so L. the theory is that he thought Ooh. that Will was L and took him instead into the upside down. Which isn't and again, there are people that have taken screenshots of oh, oh so anyway. So this is where Will encounters him, right, is at the drain pipe. And then there's a moment where he's in the house with him. Like, Will goes back to the house. Something comes to the house to get him. And they break down all of these scenes, right? So the Demogorgon would break through walls or break through doors. But what comes after Will has telepathic capabilities, telekinesis, and unlocks the door with his mind. So, like, you see these things happen. Like, the Demogorgon wouldn't do that. Wouldn't unlock the door. I'm more upset that you didn't share this. Sorry. So, (laughs) there's these aspects of the story, right? Where, like, Will is a much more important character, potentially. Yeah. And it would seem as if maybe, in the beginning, we've been dealing with Vecna. With Vecna the entire time. Correct. And I I, I guess that that was my gripe. I was like... He's, and it could be me just not being, you know, have been paying attention or not connecting the dots or just being a loser. But I feel like he kind of just came out of nowhere. Of course, he got flushed out in the end. But where are the, where are the previous connections? And uh, yeah, like they, yeah. they could have been there the entire time. So, and there are some other, like, if you like dive into it, there are other kind of little cookie crumbs or bread trails or whatever throughout the other seasons about kind of where we're at now in the series. Um, so that's one piece of it, which I'm not going to go into because it's, we're going to waste time, but the, we can as, keep going as, as I understand, as I understand it, the Duffer brothers were requ- the guys that write the show were required to kind of submit 
an overall like story arc to Netflix in the beginning of basically like mm. how it starts and how it ends and how it all kind of ties together. And it was like a 25 page treatment or whatnot. So the idea that all of these things wouldn't intersect <sighs> right. at some point is not too far off, right? Like I think it could very well happen. It's not just that it's not creating as they go. I don't think it's super. We're like, not I getting I don't the Game of Thrones. Yeah. If if that's you know if that's what we're trying to get at. Now they have also said like there's a big team of writers that work on the show and there's a lot of people that collaborate on it and they are writing and updating things all of the time even as they shoot. Um, Steve Harrington was supposed to die in season one. He's not supposed to live on. That was originally in the script really? as they were filming. He was not supposed to live. Okay. He was supposed to die. Um, but, and there's People other, like there's other yeah. examples of that throughout the series. So it's, again, it's not to say that like they're locked into whatever they decide they want to do. Like there's obviously like deviations, but yes. So they wound up loving his character so much and he was like so good with everybody on the show that they wound up keeping him. And letting him live, and then obviously I definitely think he dies. So moving like at the end, we'll see. I don't know. There's a lot of characters. There's a lot of characters that are kind of getting those upside down crows. Kind of getting like sidelined a little bit, so you can kind of maybe see them. Like Jonathan's one of them now. Yeah, I think he'll have his moment of redemption in season four, but he has been a little downplayed. Obviously, Steve Harrington has had the focus so far, but we'll see. Anyway. Stranger Things. Stranger Things. Season four. Not totally I, done Thumbs yet, up for me. I'm, I'm enjoying it. That's my shit. I've I loved it. it. I thought it was, I think it's so, I think it's so well done. That moment where like they're communicating via the upside Yo, down. Yo, that was dope as shit. And then they're all biking at the same time and the camera like inverts. Oh my gosh. So I, they don't, they don't give Dustin enough credit, man. He's the anchor for like carrying everyone through. Like yeah. he really like under, he really correlates his world of science fiction to the real world and has these theories that no one else, I really love his character. He's like, if my theory is correct and then like the, the shit just hangs, he's like, I thought so. And he's like, I'm right. But I also love the, um, the comedic irony of <laughs> Steve and Eddie. Yeah. When like, he, uh, Dustin says something and they're like, it's the tone, right? Like this kid is fucking, it's just, yeah. it's done so well. They've so all well. really found their like yeah. pockets. Yeah. They, it all really fits really well together. It, it's, it's, it's very warming. It's yes. very warming. It's a, fa- it's a really fantastic show. Um, I really hope that it ends on a super high note. No, I think That's we're going to fucking cry at the end. All right. Uh, let's talk about the IW. Yeah. The IW, the, new version real quick i would say that it is exceptionally different oh yeah (laughs) than the other very very different Um, uh a little more bite still smooth mm -hmm. it's more bold yeah yeah um according to the website Mm -hmm. they say it begins with a subtle nose I.W. Harper, Kentucky Stray Bourbon Whiskey, leaves hints of caramel and vanilla, then melts into velvety bursts of wood and spice. The finish is sweet and pleasant with subtle fruit notes. Hmm. I want a marketer to describe my personality or my life <laughs> just like that. The That'd same people who write this yeah. mm-hmm. write, write the descriptions yeah. for albums on Apple yeah. Music. <laughs> also, <laughs> yes. all whiskey and bourbon... It's, it's all described the exact same. Yeah. It's all the same. 
There's so <coughs> many flavors. Yeah. There's so <coughs> many things in here. Caramel, vanilla, wood, smoke, spice, sweet, pleasant, fruit. There's that's everything. Yep. That's everything that's, that's everything. ever made. Yeah, that's everything. That's so the it's all the same. chicken sandwich. Um, <laughs> it's delicious, by the way. I do enjoy this. I think it's pretty good. I'm not mad at it. No, I think it's really good. In comparison to the other, would you go one way or the other? Would you go? Personally, I'd probably go with this one. Okay. That is a little, it's a little lighter. lighter. Yeah, yeah, it's a little lighter. Mm-hmm. This and is I, a little heavier. Looking sure. at that bottle, it's also lighter in color. Indeed. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's so, fair skin. Yeah. Literally and physically. Slight, slight skin. <laughs> All right. Um, we'll move on. We'll roll through a couple of other things here. I can't, I can't ever We've, help myself. I know. I know. We're rolling, so let's, let's keep it going. Uh, Miss Marvel, right into that. How about that? We'll touch uh, on that briefly. I'm only one episode in. When does that play? When does that, when does that air? Wednesdays. Wednesday. Same day as Kenobi. Really? My theory is that Disney, Disney wanted to play to two audiences. Oh, God. Right? All right, so now, Marvel. I've not seen the latest episode. I just saw the first one. Okay, and That's I mean, we can just kind of be generic. Hot takes on it. Um. Yes, no. Yes. Yes. Great. It's uh, cute. Better than Moon Knight. No. Personal preference. No. no. It's gotten a lot of shade for a variety of reasons. It's gotten shade because of... I, I won't say that word. Um, I was going to say either. bigots and yeah, like whatever, whatever. And you can racist. say that. That's yeah, okay. But um, that's the shade it's getting. Yeah. The same shade that uh, Kenobi was getting. Yep. 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 But does he, not to cut you off, no, does anyone on. find it weird that that gets so much like press? Because I feel like. No. I don't find it weird at all. I expect it. I yeah. think it seems strange to me that people make such a big deal about it. Like, obviously, there are always going to be those people that, like, hate on that type of stuff. Like, that doesn't seem surprising to me. But it just, it feels like you would be like, okay, these are losers, obviously. Let's write about something else. It's unfortunate, but those losers, yeah, those those losers are the... What's his name from who owns the comic shop in The Simpsons? Like, they're all him. And they are the ones who sit on their computers and create bots. So there's a concern that, like, there's a meaningful audience, like, demographic for the comic world or whatever. It feels that way. So maybe that's why it's more relevant in these cases. As a person who is very much involved in in the comic book community... The comic book community is filled with people who want the status quo. Yeah. And this may hurt some people's feelings, but the status quo is Superman. The status quo is Bruce Wayne. The status quo is Wonder Woman. When the status, the status quo is Peter Parker. When the status quo changes, right, and gets experimental, mm-hmm. and it changes what they don't look like or yeah. can identify with or understand, it turns into an uproar. Mm-hmm. Now, for someone who is not of that 
demograph, I have to look at it from a quality standpoint, mm. right? Is the story good? Is the iteration good? Is the character good? And in some cases, no, it's shit. Did I like the mighty Thor um, storyline with Jane Foster? No. Did I not like it because she was a woman? No. I just didn't like it because the story was bad. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So that's just what comes with the territory. And, you know, it's unfortunate, man, but, like, it's 2022, man. I don't get that shit no energy. Like, All right. fuck that shit. It's just very, the news of this bigotry and whatnot is, I think, very appealing. Getting back to what you were saying, surprising that we're seeing so much of it. I think hate is a very strong thing to sway people's emotions. If I can write an article that centers on somebody else's hate, oh my God, I'm going to sell newspapers at work, you know. It's also get clicks and I'm going to get, you know. It's also funny because the hate is very, very much mashed. Because these people won't come out. Like they don't go to cons and voice their hate. They don't go to the comic book stores and voice their hate. It's very they very much use the tool of the internet and 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 mask themselves, which shows the cowardice. So like I, that's why I don't give it any energy. It was like they're you're, you're fucking cowards. Like yeah, yeah. it is what it is. Um, but back to Miss Marvel. You've enjoyed it so far, or you just find it cute? I find it, I think it's cute. I think it's funny. I think it's fun. I think it's very akin. If you've read the Miss Marvel comics, um, I think it's cool to see a hero who is a fan of the heroes. Um, I think, uh, I think it's doing the book very much justice. I'm not a big fan of the book, but I know the book, so I love authenticity, mm-hmm. and it that's that's there, and I mean, it's it's very kiddish, sure. It hasn't made the ties to the MCU that I'm waiting for, which is what I'm watching it for. I'm not. I I know well, there are MCU ties ties in it. Yeah. I'm waiting for the overarching ties. Like, gotcha. where does the band come from? Yeah. What are these top, where do these powers derive yeah, from? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like that's what I'm watching for. But I'm entertained. Like it's, you know, it's TV. Like, it, you know, it is, it is TV made for people who, who have read the comic books. And I'm cool with that. I have, I had more fun with it. It is fun. It's very I fun. I did with like Moon Knight, for example. Moon Knight isn't fun. Moon Knight no. is very traumatic. I don't... Yeah, maybe. I don't know if I even put it in that category. There was abuse in it. I felt... Yeah, there is abuse. <laughs> That's true. It was abuse. But that... Yeah. It was Disney, like, abusive. It's, it it's not like he was... Like, <laughs> the door shuts and you hear a slap. Like. Yeah, that kind of stuff. I don't... I really enjoy all, of, like, the tie-ins to the other characters, and I enjoy, yeah, like... Yeah. Like, there's aspects of that that... Like, I feel like I'm back in the Marvel, like, universe. You're back you know in I mean? it. I'm having and fun Moon Knight, again, we didn't feel like we were in that. it. Yeah, Moon yeah. Knight was, like, four episodes of what the hell is going on. And then, Very like, true. Very know, true. Ten minutes of, this is cool. Um, all right. So I will say I am enjoying it more than Moon Knight. There we go. 
All right. So thumbs up on Miss Marvel. We're in so far. Yeah, I don't. It's not bad. And like, it's one of the MCU properties I can watch with my kids. Sure. You know, like, and then they can be introduced to this. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. walk and walk the lane into maybe enjoying the MCU and maybe like, oh, where does this come from? And getting into comic books. Like, yeah. that's where it. Sure. And I think that's the purpose of it. I got you. So, yeah. Especially, like, the graphic effects. Like, how, like, there are things that happen. That was all very cool. Yeah, very And I very felt dope. like that was unique. Like, that was a unique quality to the show that I really enjoyed. Like, I found myself really liking that It's fun. In, it's refreshing. In comparison to a Moon Knight that I felt like lacked a lot of those flourishes that I thought were creative. I said it was very creative much like flourishes. Boy Meets World and Everybody Hates Chris meets the MCU. Yeah. Like, and I'm I'm cool with that. Like this this is you know whatever. It's a good time. We're here for something. Yeah. All right, uh, Morbius too. <laughs> hey, it's Please a maybe. Don't. It's more um, than time. I think it could be very interesting if they really leaned into the shittiness of it and almost made it a comedy, and then they just like turned the whole thing into a joke. I'm starting to think maybe this entire thing is a joke. Yeah, but the first one was not a joke. So I'm saying like the second one, though. They it could, could be really, Deadpool-esque. Like, like they kind of like. I'm not even saying Deadpool-esque. They could just make a mockery of the whole thing. Like what if it was just like slapstick stupid? It could it, it just make it a just hardcore. And Jared Leto is just like, guys, let's just lean into like the. the they could recover. First of all, is. Sony and Warner Brothers will do anything to, to make money. Mm -hmm. And. Yes, so will I. So <laughs> I'll try anything twice. Yes, so will I. I'll try anything once. <laughs> <laughs> I'll try anything twice. Well, I guess yeah, I guess that's worse. <laughs> As Josh winks at me, y'all can't y'all can't see him. <laughs> see, winks at me when I say that. Um, yeah, I. It could become like a cult classic joke if they just kind of like, yeah, we fuck. What if they just redo the the entire first movie? But as a joke. As a joke. Yeah. Like they just That's what I'm saying. Yeah. There's all kinds of possibilities. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not shutting it down. I think it could happen. Jared Leto is obviously posting I would jokes. Love, Did you watch the video that he posted? Yeah. Of the joke script or whatever? I thought that was good. I, I would that. even mind them reshooting the first movie scene for scene. Shot for shot. As a documentary. Yes. As a joke. Like, there's a lot of opportunity here. If Sony really wanted to, to get clever, yeah. they could do some really interesting things. Uh, speaking of which, let's talk real quick. Uh, we're going to just brush up against Amber Heard and Ezra Miller. Um, <laughs> Amber Heard is everywhere, and Ezra Miller can't be found. No <laughs> <laughs> so, what the let's get into this just for a quick moment. <laughs> Um, DC's really shitting the bed on this one. God, what is happening <laughs> up in those studios right Yo. now? Or in that studio, rather. There's got to be some real emergency meetings, some real code rights. I don't think there's any meetings. I think all of those people took all their PTO, and they're just like, I'm, I will deal with this. There is one team of people that is dedicated to trying to hide Amber Heard. And, and they're a, hiding Ezra Miller, too. And there's another that's dedicated to trying to find Ezra Miller. <laughs> there's... So the people who are trying to find Ezra Miller, they <laughs> fucked up, and they're like working with that's, Amber Heard. That's shit. law enforcement. 
desperately trying to find him. And then Warner Brothers is like, we got to scrub her from everything. What is happening? You know the indie film that's going to star Amber Heard and Ezra Ezra Miller Miller. is going to fucking do numbers. It's going to be on Kickstarter next month. Oh, my gosh. What if if we do like a- romantic comedy with Amber Heard and Ezra Miller? No, what if we do- Who both lost their jobs and shit? It's got to be Dog the Bounty Hunter, but Amber Heard is trying to track Ezra Miller. Yes, yo. In Hawaii. Yo, give her a team and send her to Hawaii to find right, it's Ezra not Miller. a big place. Hawaii? Right? I mean, it's, it's, it's an island. And they kind of know when you leave. Like, it's not like you can kind of just jump the border. <laughs> yeah, right. It's just, I don't. There's a, there's a lot of money to be made here. I would watch, I would pay like many dollars. This to could watch redeem her. Amber Heard. Try serve, to serve Ezra, Ezra Miller the papers, his yes. court papers. Oh God! Amber heard the bounty hunter. Yes, finds Ezra, Ezra Miller, Miller and brings him in. Yeah, this could redeem her. How is Netflix not? How have they not gotten into this shit stalker? What if shit stalker? <laughs> oh my gosh! And Netflix just had a falling out with Marvel, so DC they're primed, they're ready to go. Let's do oh. this. What if? What, the, the plot Who at twi- Netflix can make this happen? The plot twist is Amber finds him and he starts grooming her. <laughs> oh, that's, oh my gosh, season two. Season two. And they can't get out. They can't get, I, she starts defending him. Oh my gosh. And Yo. then they battle each other. <laughs> it's a COVID? Which the, is, cult leader? Cult leader. Cult leader, Ezra. It's a cult season three. They, they, they get to end the season two to find out. He's got a whole ton of people who have come down... Every oh, cop that yes. has been sent to serve him papers, he's created a small cult. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah, that probably has It's fucking happen. terrible. We got to figure that out. Fucking All right. terrible. Um, on a serious note, yes, Ezra Miller is uh, being is. sought for some very serious crimes, and uh, that's unfortunate. All right. Um, it's being proven more and more that. Ezra Miller is a shithead. Yeah, he we, put up an Instagram video today or yesterday <laughs> to it, kill Josh. KKK members. Did you see this? No. Yes. No. Why didn't you send this? I, I don't. I'm just. I'm sitting here. I'm reading this article. Stick with me. I'm reading this article about him disappearing. And in the top corner, they're playing Amber Heard video also. And then yeah, it goes course. to him on Instagram. Yeah. Apparently, he made a video threatening to kill a bunch of KKK members. Very odd. He's, they have a big presence in Hawaii. Very weird. What if I feel like he's got to come back to the mainland to do to do? You some know work what's very that. odd? Every time you see Ezra Miller, he's clean shaven. He's too clean shaven for someone that's so erratic. He's a strange man. He's videotaping this video in the car. Like you can see trees <laughs> yeah, moving, and you yeah. can see and and the it's like this. Oh, that's God. very weird. <sighs> Keep going. Moving. Almost, on. Sorry. Um, Almost as weird as the Joker sequel, The Musical. Yeah, with Lady Gaga. Starring Lady Gaga. How do we feel about that? I've never thought my childhood could turn into a joke. You know what I mean? Like, let's stop. Let's just stop. Stop. Everybody at HBO and Warner Brothers, just stop what you're doing. And look at your emails because it's Todd Phillips. It's his fault. All this shit is just 
a fucking snowball of horse shit. It's really what it is. Yes. The whole DC, like, if I just, I don't know, like, I feel like Kevin Feige is just, like, looking at his competition. Like, there is none. There is, there's none. I can, I can put out shit and you guys will put out horse shit and then it'll be fine. It's a wild time. Like All right, so it's a big no for the sequel. A, a musical? musical? <clears throat> well, I think, yeah, you're going to... I wasn't on board. Well, I won't say I wasn't on board you're gonna for get it no matter what you're Joker. Want, so. I'll say I gave it a chance. And now we're moving into, what is it called? Folio Do? Folio Do, yeah. Joker two. I don't dislike the name. I think the name is I nice. The name is dope. But I didn't realize it was going to be a musical until later. They were like, oh, it's going to be a musical on Lady Gaga's. Why? Be. No problem with... Lady Gaga, she's fine. I think she's great. Put her in it. I just, the musical piece, I could be interesting. If you were smart, you would just make it a Broadway play. Uh, maybe. If you were smart. I don't think anyone that works it with any be, Warner Brothers be, properties is smart. It could be both. Why not? Mm. All right. Well, let's uh, Jurassic World dive into that real quick. Did you see it? No, I did not. Uh, I, <laughs> so Hard no. Yeah, hard no. Pass. Um, there's a part of me that feels like, I don't know, it's my duty to not see it. It's taking over the world. Um, it. I wanted to go see Maverick, Top Gun. You didn't? Um, well, I me, feel like you would have texted me. me. Stick with him. Let me, yeah, stick know, with I'll me. With um, I right. wanted to go see that, and then Jurassic <laughs> World happened, and then basically every movie theater is just playing Jurassic World every day, all day long. And Maverick is like one time slot. It's like 2.15 in the afternoon. So now it's very How long is Maverick. Maverick? Not super long. I think it's like two hours, 2.20, something like that. I could be wrong. I don't know. But and how long is Jurassic World? It doesn't matter. Um, why would you play it nonstop? Two hours, 26. There we go. So they're about the same time. So why the fuck wouldn't you just play one and then play the other? Yeah. First of all, I don't want to get into the whole thing about theaters again. I can't. I'm yeah, sorry. No, we're not going to. Yeah, do we that. were just talking about. I'm this. just saying, Jurassic World Dominion uh, has like a 30 percent on Rotten Tomatoes. It's the worst reviewed Jurassic Park Jurassic World film of all time. But um, Top Gun's still in the 90s, and they won't. Oh, play it's like 97. It. Yeah. Well, it's been. It, it had its run. I mean, it did a really good job. I I'm still probably going to try to go see it. I just you could have, probably find. I a have good way fewer options. That's all. Um, a 1080p version on the dark web. Maybe. I don't know. Dark web. I, it feels like dark something web. that would be fun dark to see web. in theaters, though. I'm not like anti-theater. Like, it'd be fun to go see. But I feel like the Jurassic World thing, I'm like, as a point of protest, I don't want to go see it. I don't want to give them my money. I would watch it at home, but I know that it's garbage. I know that it's so bad. I don't think any... It's so bad. And you know what the, you know what the nail in the coffin was <laughs> please, for me? Please me tell me, please, please. Please. So the nail in the coffin was when they started running the ads where they claimed it was the end of the Jurassic Park era. Like it was the conclusion to this the Jurassic... One? Yes. That this film was the conclusion to what Jurassic Park had kicked off, which is, in my opinion, like... A lie. It's complete bullshit. That's... You're extorting my childhood, and I don't agree with it. Jurassic Park is a masterpiece, and this is dog shit. You cannot say that this is the conclusion of that. Who signed off on that? Who signed off on that? 
Chris it's Pratt. what all the ads. I'll go to Rotten Tomatoes <laughs> right Chris now. Chris Pratt did it. Yeah, Parks and Recreation signed off. Mario. <laughs> I'll go to Rotten Tomatoes right now, and it'll the tagline will be there. I promise. <laughs> the end of an era. It's yes. It's like the, the conclusion subtitle. of an era. It's absolute bullshit. It's not even. Chris Pratt. This summer, experience the epic conclusion to the Jurassic era as two generations unite for the first time. There it is. The epic conclusion of the Jurassic era. That's what it says. That's their marketing material, and it has. First of all, you thirty percent. It's one of those franchises. It's that will live on, like Predator, Terminator. Aliens, <sighs> Jurassic Park domination, a bold, timely, and breathtaking new adventure that spans the globe. The globe. God. It continues. What a, what a, it's, it's the end game of Jurassic Park. All right. We're not going to end on a sad note because that's just embarrassing and humiliating. All right. I'm going to roll through. Um, the, we're at this. like an hour 10. So we're running, really? We're I feel running, like I've been talking for like three fucking hours. We're running low on That's tape. my COVID brain. Um, <laughs> I'm going to run through my watch list. <laughs> it's a, it's super a perpetual fast. excuse. <laughs> We've already discussed most of it. I'm going to just burn through the watch list. Uh, the Staircase, I finished that. It's very good. If you're into true crime stuff, it's on HBO. Give it a pass. It's excellent. Obi-Wan, we discussed that. I hate it. Ms. Marvel, pretty good. Chippendale, I watched that, by yes. the way. I'm going to dedicate a few moments to that. just because. Let's go. Let's talk it. about Chippendale. Chippendale is an incredible film. I fucking... And Disney... I fucking told you. Disney Yes, I fucking told you. By not putting it in theaters. Marvelous movie. Um, it definitely has a I it definitely has you. a made for TV vibe, but it's yeah. so good. I would have seen it in theaters. They should do a sequel. I would go see that. I would watch it as a show. High marks with him as like as three D uh, Dale. Oh my gosh! And and two D Chip. Yes, so I would watch good. that every. Yes, yo. Chippendale yeah. really, really, really exceeded uh, my expectations. Good. I'm glad I could recommend uh, it. Uh, Pete Davidson presents The Best Friends. This is on Netflix. This is a stand-up special. I don't know if you like Pete Davidson. I love stand-up. So, okay. yeah. So, pretty it good. good. It's not bad. Yep. It's it's. Uh, he does like 10 minutes on the front end. He invites a bunch of his friends on. They're Ooh, kind of like no-name. They're like no-name comics for the most part. I think A he's lot of to, like, comics are doing that. Netflix is doing a lot of this. They're giving uh, Tiffany Haddish had one. Mike Epps. No, D-Ray. D-Ray had one. Um, Chappelle had one that hasn't come out yet, though. That's the Hollywood Bowl or Netflix Bowl? Comedy Bowl? Netflix is a joke. Yes. So this Pete Davidson is a part of the Netflix is a joke. Yeah. Yes. Oh, got it, got it, got it, got it, got it, got it, got it. Yeah. Okay. All right. Cool. 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 Yep, yep, okay. Yep. Yeah. Pretty good. Uh, give it a watch. Some of I will. My wife and I, we. It's a stand up's hard thing. It's we'll, a seventy five, eighty percent. I would give it. But it's funny. Some of the comics are like. So there's some great comics. Did on you get there. ripped in a watch? There's some that aren't like... excellent. No, I was incredibly sober. And you uh, still laughed? Oh yeah, I had a great time. Okay. Uh, South Park Streaming Wars. I watched that. You know how Paramount Plus is doing a couple of South Park like movies. Uh, they're like hour long episodes. More I saw or less. something else. On. It's fun. It's yeah. good. It's good. If you like South Park, you'll be into it. You, uh, your list. You had Stranger Things was finished. 
Obi-Wan, which we discussed. Hustle. Okay, so Adam Sandler has been on a Netflix. I don't know if he's like signed a deal. Oh, yeah, he's with Netflix. Yeah, he's guys, with Netflix. Basically. And I don't know, did you watch Uncut Gems? I did not. Watch Uncut Gems and then watch Hustle. Yep. Because Adam Sandler, first of all, I enjoy every Adam Sandler flick. Like, they're funny, they're, they're upbeat. They're on the pulse. They have their foot on like the immediate culture, but his Netflix stuff is very, very visceral and very emotionally, uh, yes, invested, emotionally invested. So if you didn't see Uncut Gems, is it, it it hustle and Uncut Gems are kind of the same in the context that. It's a thrill ride. Like you are consistently moving. Like there's no downtime to 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 move away from the last from the emotion of the last scene. Yeah. Like every scene ups the Annie. Yeah. yeah. Right. And then you, you it's Adam Adam Sandler man. He's just such a gem. Uh, Hustle is about him. And if you know Adam Sandler, he's a big basketball junkie. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a basketball recruiter for the uh, Philadelphia 76ers who lucks up and finds this kid overseas. And it's just about their journey together. It's about crossing cultural boundaries, learning, uh, you know, like what is acceptable over there and like what's acceptable over here. So uh, it's extremely fun, but the anxiety-ridden, high-intensity film work that he's investing into these Netflix movies is just is just great, man. So watch Uncut Gems, watch uh, Hustle. You'll see what I'm talking about, man. It's it's, it's definitely a good watch. I love that. I don't know what else is on my watch list. Ah, uh, you had Barry and the Boys. Barry. Barry is much in the vein of 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 that too, man. Uh, I've been talking about Barry uh, much um, this season, and uh, I'll just give a you know a quick synopsis. Uh, again, if you haven't been tuning in, he's a uh, Marine vet. No, he's a, a Navy. Oh, something. He's Marine, Navy SEAL. I'm sorry if you're the show. If you're in the service, and let him know. I'm, I'm confusing them. And, you know, he gets out and doesn't have anything to do and turns into a hitman. And then on one of his hits becomes an actor. And it's about him trying to juggle his life as a hitman and an actor. And it's great. It's uh, Bill Hader. If you are familiar with Saturday Night Live, he's one of those. He's a, is a vet from SNL. And it's great, man. Like it's just It's just a thrill ride. All the way through season four on HBO. So, yeah, I love it. All right. <clears throat> well, I think that brings us That's it. to a close. This is a long episode. So. Yeah. I.W. Harper. Pretty good. All around these two. I enjoyed them. Very different. Yeah. I def- they're very different, but still, still good, mm-hmm. which is weird to come from the same. I think I prefer the first one. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. All right, love y'all. Till next time.